Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Switch 12 Podcast. We are back for another installment. I'm Brian. I'm Ryan. As always. I, I haven't changed yet. No, never. Maybe. <laughs> maybe someday. Maybe maybe someday I will decide not to be Ryan. I'm call you Lester. Lester? Like American Beauty Lester? Uh, he dies, you uh, know. I, uh, no, I wasn't thinking of that character. Okay. Kevin Spacey. Well, I have Kevin Spacey on the mind now that you showed me that, that uh, House of Cards thing. Yeah, there, there's a little... I don't think she's going to stand up. I don't think so. Ah, noises. Ooh, emails. Man, I guess on my phone. You know what? This is a this is a action-packed episode because now everything is just going out of whack. I know, right? It's uh, it's the final installment of our three-part... Uh, animation podcast. An- animation domination. No, you can't steal that. You got to think of something else. Um, and... And I don't know. I have nothing else to steal it with. Maybe I'll think of something halfway animation through the podcast. Animation extravaganza. How about that? Animation extravaganza? Or just animated movies. We can make it work. There it is. <laughs> nice. Got the goofiest grin on my face. All right. So uh, now that we're kind of way off track already, we're going to have to remove all this and start over. Um, nah, we're fine. Um, yeah. Uh, if you are, if you've been following along with us at home, uh, two weeks ago we did animated movies that were not associated with Disney. The previous week, last week, we did Pixar animated movies, mm-hmm. and we're gonna finish it up this week by doing the Disney animated movies, the ones that were produced by Disney Animation Studios, the one originally founded by disney in 19 in the 1930s 1920s probably uh, but we're going to shake it up a little bit um our lists the the two lists that, that we came up with this is one of the hardest lists that i've had to make and i thought it was going to be very easy for me there's because old... there's not a ton of uh, disney movies that i there's i like disney movies but i love certain disney movies and they got to a point where I just couldn't end the list because I had two and three movies that I was just rattling around. I'm not, you know, I wasn't 100% happy with, you know, my 12 through 10 and even, heck, even my, 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 uh, nine through one were even, yeah. you know, even a little, uh, uh, I could move some up and down. There, there are so <laughs> many Disney movies. Yeah. And this'll and be, that's, a, and that's part of the problem. This'll be a good list to kind of show you the differences between, uh, myself and Brian's uh, movie likes. Yeah, we've we been have, fairly we, similar for the. We we have still we, up to now. We've been able to to kind of compromise on other lists very well, and we could have done that on this one. We only had, I think, maybe seven similar movies, maybe eight similar movies. So we mm-hmm. would have made a lot of concessions, and right. some of the ones that I would be taking off are in my top three. So so we're kind of we're kind of just gonna go through, kind of talk about our history growing up with. Not just Disney movies. I mean, this is more of like a celebration of Disney movies. But we're going to talk about just animated movies in general, if we can remember stories or other anecdotes about certain movies. And we'll go through our list, too, but we're not going to give as many uh, synopsis of of why of what the movie was about and why we like it. We'll give uh, history a little bit, mm-hmm. but we don't need to go into depth. I'm hoping most of you have seen all of these movies. Everybody watches Disney movies. doesn't matter what age you are. Everybody, everybody watches Disney animated movies, and and now that we're getting older, and everybody's having kids, or we have kids, I have two kids myself. I'll be showing them all these movies, so it's very nice to kind of have a retrospect, and they can sort of follow my lead of Disney movies that I had. But 
Um, I'll go ahead and start just real briefly. Um, I, my parents were very big into kind of letting me watch movies. And so we would watch movies in theaters. We'd rent VHS tapes. We'd purchase VHS tapes if we couldn't get into the theater. And the first movie that I remember seeing and, and really kind of getting attached to was Aladdin. And we'll, we'll, we'll approach that movie later in more, in more depth. Right. But Disney has always had a way of being able to tell a story almost, and I don't want to use the word perfectly, but they've always found ways to take stories that have been told before, making it fresh, making it new, and putting a good spin on it for, for any audience to be attached to. Movies like Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and Sword in the Stone. These movies have been done. I mean, these are these were stories before they were movies. And they had been told before time and again. And Disney found a way to make these stories relevant. fresh and, and relevant. Yeah. And, and, and while they have had ups and downs in their history there are definitely movies that suck uh there are there are good movies bad movies they've been up and down three times now i think they're on their next they're on their they're on their next up as holly's stealing taking beer <laughs> spotted cow for all you nuclear <laughs> yeah. guys you could it's root beer oh root beer she's teasing oh it's a and w root beer for all you little kids out there yes but for the rest of the adults it's it might be something new galeris spotted cow but back on track away from the the alcohol it disney just takes they do have original ideas every once in a while yeah a lot of what they're getting to that now Mm -mm. no a little bit a little bit a little bit more uh they're taking more creative liberties with already done stories yeah which is still good but that's that's what makes disney so so popular is they're taking these stories that people may or may not know and they are like you said they're freshening them up they're Mm -hmm. they're making them relevant and they're telling a great story and and while it may not be in the true theme of the original story and how it was meant to be it it's still something that makes people want to go back and kind of see the original source material at least it does for me now i mean i i was aware of the original story of aladdin and i know how drastically different it is but you know kids don't care yeah, they want to see the movie. They love the colors and the music. Uh, they're short. And Disney's always had a very good, uh, at least originally, the kind of now their movies are a little bit longer. But originally they stayed within you know, 70, 80 minutes at most for their movies because they knew that kids, especially me, I know I had a short attention span. So you want to get that movie in and you want to have more people be able to watch it. And And Disney's always been really good at telling very concise, good stories. So, I mean, that that's pretty much my history. I, I started with Aladdin. I've been watching ever since. I went back and watched the other ones. I have an extremely large movie collection of Disney movies, not just for me and the collector in me, but also for my children so they can watch the movies when they're older. I know I just recently picked up Sleeping Beauty. I don't really like the movie Sleeping Beauty. Again, it's my... It's a slower one. It's it, it's not really a good movie. No. It, the whole movie kind of takes place in the last 20 minutes. The first part of the movie is the the three fairies, you know, Flora, sure. whatever their names are. Yeah, I have no and, idea. The green one, the pink one, and the blue one. Yeah, and, and it's them shielding this person from, you know, from, Melissa, from Maleficent. Mm-hmm. And she kind of goes out and falls in love somehow. 
falls in love <laughs> and they all find a way don't they they do her and, and snow white it, it, and, what what and makes the sleeping beauty a good movie to me and it's not on my list but what makes it a relevant movie is is, is again the animation the hand-drawn animations the beautiful watercolors that they did it but but disney's always had a good way of, of telling these stories even if they aren't great stories but they're making them accessible and the music people you know always love the music that gets written uh, they we'll talk about that a little bit later but you know key figures that they've had have been alan menken who has just been unbelievable for disney and still writing music for disney during the renaissance period you have tim rice and elton john who've done music yes uh you just you you've had great voice actors and actresses do singing you've had mel gibson do singing you've had donny osmond do singing you know mm-hmm. you've had these really big names mm-hmm. before, that's what they've away always from, been good away at. from the, the the voice acting scene they've had really great voice actresses and actors who weren't huge but nowadays especially with with movies needing to kind of have that instant impact you are you're you're casting famous names frozen for example had Kristen bell and adina menzel and those are two i mean adina menzel is a huge name in broadway and she has a great voice and Kristen bell's a fairly popular name too more popular to me i think than than the average person and then you have tangled who had mandy moore who's an amazing pop singer Mm -hmm. and she's actually a pretty good actress and then you also had zachary levy who's more of the that that nerd uh with with chuck you know and he has a good singing voice okay and uh, you know so they're, they're very good at kind of casting for both uh for both uh kind of dem- for multiple demographics there you go and then with uh, the most recent one with uh, big hero six they kind of went away from that and because there's no singing in the movie no uh, but but don't worry there's music from fallout boy yeah and it's actually a pretty good song even though fallout boy recently has been on the downfall but this recently i'd say they've been on the downfall well for, for, for several whatever. years they yeah um but but they they, they always find a way and, and I'm sure they go through thousands of casts, casting calls to get the perfect voice. And, and it doesn't matter if you're famous, not famous, you you always yeah, they the, bring the, the a, voice like always fits the, the character. Like, I know it wasn't necessarily Disney, but for The Incredibles, the Violet's voice was just from somebody that did a one-time like fun little radio show for class, and then they, someone heard the voice somewhere, and then they just cast her. Yeah, and but I mean it's still Disney Pixar. Yes. I mean they're, they're still that's why I'm not Disney sure which in, one really had the hand in it. Disney was in the room, I'm sure, right? Because it was their money as well. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean that's the long and short of my history. Is I'm big, big Disney fan. Ryan likes Disney a lot. Um, I do like Disney. I don't think as much as Ryan. Probably not. I do not remember the first Disney movie I've ever seen. I remember always having Disney movies growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I was never without Disney movies, and I had a plethora of Disney movies. I I liked. It was it was tough. It was a tough time for me because when I was growing up, it was really The Little Mermaid and Beauty and Beauty and the Beast. You know, um, Cinderella was a little bit before my time, but those were the big Disney movies that were out. And it's like, okay, cool, but you know, I really can't relate to these as much. And they're good stories. And I loved the music in The Little Mermaid. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know what what came out around that time? Oh, and then Aladdin came out, and then that was that was the big one for me. And I think yeah. it's the same for Ryan, where it's like, finally, there's a boy yeah. in the lead, and you know, Magic Carpet, Robin Williams is the genie, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I think that may have been the big one for me that really got me back into, I don't say back into, but kind of helped me, yeah, helped me kind of get interested in Disney again. And then they started pairing with Pixar and the rest but is kind that's of a good. I mean, that's a great place for anybody to start. Right. I, if, if, if you're our generation, late, really late 20s, early 30s, 
you grew up in what what they've coined the Renaissance era. Right. So uh, there was a long time where where Disney was not making consistently great movies. You you would have movies like uh, Sword in the Stone and Robin Hood, Aristocats, and these were movies that they were just reusing old animation cells mm-hmm. and drawing stuff over them because they just they had no budget for it. You had movies like what was it, The Black Cauldron? Yeah. Was yeah. a movie you had. Yeah. Uh, 101 Dalmatians. I mean, these are okay movies, uh, but then there was a time where there just weren't really any big Disney movies. There was Oliver and Company. Eh. There was uh, The Rescuers, which, again, was another good movie, but then there just was a a time where... Rescuers Down Under was a good one. They all felt kind of the same. Right. And then with Little Mermaid, when they brought in and kind of refocused on putting out good animation and good stories, Little Mermaid is what they kind of the start of the Disney Renaissance period. And it would be Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Pocahontas. This is not in order. I switched those two around. That's right. Tarzan. And no it one's going to come after it you. It kind of ends with Tarzan. Yeah. And then after that, they started kind of meddling in 3D movies. Mm-hmm. And then they did stuff like Dinosaur. Your damn kids always meddling with 3D. And they did Dinosaur. And... I'm going to skip around. They did movies like they Meet do Atlantis. the Robinsons. Yeah, well, those were good movies, but those were after the Renaissance. Right. The Atlantis and Treasure Treasure Planet. Right. But they started oh, focusing they more on... Disney? Yeah. Oh. And they started focusing more on on 3D movies. So they did Meet the Robinsons and Chicken Little and Bolt and, you know, these very, very kid-friendly movies that weren't very good. And so, again, they kind of went through another dark period. And then when they brought Pixar back on board and John Lasseter became kind of the head of all of Disney animation, they started rekindling their good movies again they had tangled and wreck it ralph and frozen and now big hero six and they're just making these really good movies again and again none of these this could be the second renaissance other than wreck it ralph those three movies are all based off of other works with tangled being rapunzel and frozen being uh uh, hans christian anderson the ice queen excuse me and big hero six being obviously a, a marvel comic mm-hmm. so so they're still taking ideas which mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with no they're they're retooling them i mean they're giving credit to where credits do no one's coming yes. out this is our original idea there's always in the credits you know from mm-hmm. this story you know and and they usually try to promote around that now they have sure. I, they didn't really in the in the renaissance but mm-hmm. the, now they do kind of promote around where it's from um at which least... i always like to see where did mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph come from? I think was that, that, was that was an original, original. I think it was an original idea. That's why I wasn't. I didn't mention it. Sure. We may have to look that up. I'll um, look it up. You keep talking. While we're doing that, but um, I'm just going to kind of start going on. Like I said, we don't. We we have separate lists, and we are we're going to go ahead and give them give you our lists. I'm going to just start with my. Um, I'm going to go with my bottom three first, and then I'll let Brian talk about his because I think we overlap on one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have originally on the list here number twelve, and this is. Again, you're going to see kind of a difference in our list. I have Snow White at number 12, which came out in the 30s. Um, the reason I have this on the list is it is kind of, it's not a great movie. It's a good movie. Uh, but I put it on there more for technical merit. It was the first movie that was fully animated and in color. It was a huge undertaking. I think uh, I was looking up before when we were doing um, some show notes. It was the first movie for them uh, that cost about... 1.4 million dollars at the time which putting it in like 2000 uh the year 2000 dollars is around like 20 mil to make and it grossed 
well over 134 million. Again, now money at the time it was eight million, so it definitely made back. Oh yeah, what it was worth. And uh, without that movie, we without that success because with the investment that they put into it, if it was not successful, we would not have. I I would again butterfly effect here. I don't think we would have as many good animated movies as we have now. They wouldn't just give up on animation as a whole, but they would not have we would not have as many good ones as we do today mm-hmm. because there would not have been the emphasis at the time to make Oh no, better we we ones. owe we Disney owes everything, you know, animation-wise, hell, hell even live-action-wise to to Snow White. Mm-hmm. It just it put them back on the map and just said, "Hey, well, yeah, we can like, make it, it we allowed, can make we it, can make movies." It, it allowed them, well, it allowed them to build bigger studios and hire more right. people and right. make these good movies. You know, after Snow White, there was Pinocchio and you know, some other, like Fantasia came out, I think, around that time. There was the the Songs of the South, which, you know, is, is kind of taboo right now because it was very racially toned. Uh, but, but yeah, without Snow White, we do not have Aladdin. We do not have Frozen. We do not mm-hmm. have Big Hero 6. We don't have any of these movies. We don't even have... I don't even think we have Sleeping Beauty. I, I think that those... I think those are all... We, we owe a lot to, to Snow White. And it's an okay story, Uh what makes it more enjoyable as a movie than a, a story is the dwarves have songs and they all have unique looks to them and everybody remembers the the dwarfs. Sleepy, happy, mm-hmm. dopey, grumpy, bashful, etc. Doc. Uh, <laughs> happy. Happy, yes. But anyway, there's eight of them. Seven dopey. Of them. Dopey. Droopy. Droopy dog. Hopey. Hopey. Is that like Bob Hopey? Yeah. Right. Bob <laughs> Hopey. So yeah, without without Snow White, we don't have any of these movies, which is why it makes my number twelve. Uh, number eleven for me is Robin Hood. Um, I like Robin Hood. I like the story of Robin Hood. I love uh, Dark Ages Renaissance literature, and the story of Robin Hood, whether it's true, whether it's false, doesn't matter to me. Uh, again, when you when you have when you when you can create a story that that people know and put a fresh take on it with the cast being all drawn as animals. Where you know Robin yeah. Hood, where Robin Hood is a fox, Little John is a big bear, a bear yeah. King King Richard is a lion, is a lion, or... is a little lion. Though. Yes, and I can't. Uh... Oh no, King Richard was the big lion. King Prince, the... John yes, Prince John was, was the little, the little or scrawnier lion, kind of like the, the the Mufasa and Scar of the seventies. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's actually a movie that I really. I mean, obviously, I didn't see it when it came out. It came out in the seventies, but. I loved the movie. I uh, it, it's actually I think my first my first taste into the Robin Hood lore was that movie, mm-hmm. and so it made me just want to learn more about all the characters. Who was who was Robin Hood? Who was Prince John? Who was the sheriff of of uh, Rottingham? All these characters just they they I I was drawn to them. Isn't it Nottingham? It's well it. They changed it in this movie. Oh. This movie is Nottingham. Yeah. But I think in... What movie is it that it was Rottingham? I forget. Robin Hood Men in Tights? Maybe. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, think, I think that might be it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two different kinds of Robin Hood movies. Oh, you know, yeah. Both good Robin Hood movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, you get, you get people like... Uh, I mean, this was a, a good sense then also of, of who they got to cast in the movie they got roger roger miller who was a country singer you know american songwriter at the time to, to be the singing voice for alan of dale the, mm-hmm. the bard who's telling the story who was a who's a rooster the rooster yeah which is pretty cool um 
it just it was a really and Phil Harris, of course, everybody knows who Phil Harris is if you've watched any of the other movies that the voice of 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 uh Baloo in the original the original Oh, Jungle original, Book. And he was also Jungle Book. Yeah. Um but he did the voice of Little John because at the time uh, again, you were under contract with with Disney, so they would put you in a lot of movies. And right. he's he was also in Rockadoodle, you know, Aristocats. It, it just, you know, Robin Hood was a good a good movie for me. And, it, it, you know, it doesn't really hold up. And they did reuse a lot of animation cells from other movies. There's a really great video on YouTube that kind of shows three or four movies and how they're all doing the exact same animations. And, mm-hmm. and again, Disney's 60s and 70s and 80s were not the, the, the grandest of... No. Uh, there were other movies that people wanted to see that weren't animated. But, but it was still a good movie uh, to me. And I still... I still like that movie. Um, and then for me, my number ten movie. As you just as ruined I, like, it, as all. I, dude. Just, I, don't you have it up here on the? Oh there? yeah, just, I changed it around because Robin Hood was ten. Oh okay. Number uh, that's fine. Number eleven. Number ten can be this. Number ten can be Pocahontas. Ew. You don't like it? No. I never. Robin Hood eleven. So screw you. Yeah, I know. I think that's what I was looking at was that list when I said number uh, eleven is Robin Hood. No, I didn't really. That's all right. Number eleven know. can be Pocahontas. I don't care for Pocahontas. Um, I don't want to paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah, but it was just such a gorgeous movie. Was it? And Mel Gibson. This was, again, this was my first taste of not crazy Mel Gibson. <laughs> and I thought he was a cool guy because I was like, I'm going to be John Smith. I'm going to marry Pocahontas. But you can't. I can't marry. That's not what happens. She marries No, it, it, that, this is this is definitely a movie where Disney takes huge it, creative yes, liberties yes. In, in telling the story the way that Disney would want to tell the story. Right. Because... They don't get married. She doesn't go back to England because in the second movie she goes back to England to find John Smith. Oh God, there's a two. Yeah, there's a two. Jesus. In none of yeah, the- that was the thing with Disney for a while. Like they made like their big movies, and then all of a sudden, I like, think it was the Renaissance movies, and then they would all just make direct to video yep, sequels. Yep, Aladdin had its Return to Jafar. Let Re- Aladdin had three. Yeah, they, they, well, Le- Return of Jafar was the first one, and then they did the Legend of the Forty Thieves or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then Pocahontas had a second one. Mulan had a second one. Lion King had Lion King two, Lion King one and a half, right? And another one, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was a big thing at the time was to capitalize on these large movies. But mm-hmm. Pocahontas, to me, you know, again, technical achievements in there was very well done. Again, had a great voice cast. I, I think the story is told well, and I, I, the music to me, it, it, it's a soundtrack that I actually do have on my on my iPod. So I do I do still listen to the music if I'm in a Disney soundtrack mood. It's it's in there. So Pocahontas is number ten for me. I had it at eleven, but ten and eleven can be interchangeable at this low of the of the thing. So says you, Brian. Why don't you give your number twelve, eleven, and, and ten? My number twelve is oh boy, my number twelve is Peter Pan. Um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. I love I love the story of Peter Pan. I love all the interpretations. I like Hook. I like the Neverland miniseries that came out a while back. Now, now is this the ago. Peter Pan with uh, Robin Williams and uh, Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, the Hook was, <laughs> and Julia Roberts and Julia Tinkerbell. Roberts. Yeah, that was you know I, I like the Peter Pan story. So when I got to see the you know original for the first time, Lord, you know I don't remember any of it, but I always remember again having the movie and w- I remember watching it you know many many times. And I love mm-hmm. the sword fighting. It was you know I you know the flying and the music was music was pretty good it wasn't anything that stood out special for me that i put it on the list because of the movie there are there are movies on here that i put on the list just because of the the Mm music too many beers the music and the soundtrack too many one beers too many of one half of a beer 
Um, it's all right. We won't say anything. That's okay. No, wait, Joe. Where are you just said? Oh, no. Cut it. Start so, it over. So Peter Pan was always really uh, something fun to, to watch. Um, I loved, you know, the the animation was really cool. I liked, mm-hmm. you know, how, how lively the characters were and how, you know, at times majestic and, you know, seemed like for, you know, the, the backgrounds just kind of went on forever. Well, the, the, yeah, the flying animation that they did was great. Like mm-hmm. flying over London. And you, was... and you saw the shadows that were reflecting in the water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was really cool. So I, I always liked Peter Pan. Um, and the number 11 is, is my Robin Hood for me. Uh, spoiler. Ryan Robin already Hood? spoiled it. I, the music. I love the music. The bard, the Brewster. Yeah, walking, walking through the forest. That's not yeah. a commercial now. I love that That's song. That's not a commercial for, I think, a car or something. Mm-hmm. Rabbit is this and that. Have, Have such, such a good, good time. Golly, what a day. I love that song so much. And then uh, the other part that really stands out to me is the part where he dresses up as the old bum and tries to get, you know, money from everybody mm-hmm. and starts walking around with the stick and he's the blind man and somebody like, you the know, sheriff. The, the sheriff like goes in and, and yeah, that's right, the pops sheriff. Pops a coin in and yeah, grabs all the Yeah, pops a coin and grabs all the coins and he's just, oh, and you're like, oh, that, oh, so bad for that bum. He doesn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Then people take him in, the rat, what, the house of rabbits, and yeah. it turns out that he's Robin Hood. Ah, I love that he's part. He's there for the, the bunny's birthday yeah, and gives yeah. him the bow. Yeah, the bow and, and the hat. Yes. Yeah, so I, I loved, loved that scene. And and the whole the whole movie was was great. It was, it was another um, you know being the young boy that I was. It was another action movie with lots of fighting, you know, and Robin Hood saving the princess, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I liked. It had a very majestic soundtrack. Now that you're yeah. thinking about oh, it, oh, it's so great! It was so great. That you know, that's what really did it for me. Was was the music? I, I love I love a good a good soundtrack. So that was that was those were the big moments for me. And then my number ten, which honestly I think I might put higher. You want to move around? Yeah, I do want to move around. Yeah, move ten up to nine. All right. And then 9 out of 10. So my number 10 is DuckTales Woo! the movie. Yeah. DuckTales the movie, which was probably – we had the VHS of this back in the day. My three brothers and I watched it constantly on trips at home. Loved the story with where they get the genie and they kind of redid, again, the, the famous song, the DuckTales theme song for the movie. Ooh, excuse me. And I just – I absolutely loved it. And actually, yeah, nine can move it. Yeah, that's that's probably fine. Okay, that's probably fine. That's that's probably fine. That's, that good. That's probably that fine. Good. But yeah, but Duck Ducktales was great, and I loved the show. Uh, growing up, <clears throat> we'd always uh, run home and try to catch like Disney like afternoons or whatever it was called. I forget. I think it was Disney afternoons or something after school. Run home and watch Ducktales because Ducktales mm-hmm. was the coolest one, and even had the great uh, NES game, Ducktales. Yeah, that they just remade. Did they for the, for the most for all the, the new consoles? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's available on computer. And then, like, Wii U and Xbox. Oh, and very cool. Yeah, and I love that game. So then when I heard the movie was coming out, I can't remember if this was a theatrical release. It was. It was. Okay. So, and, and you know, so when I think we went and saw it in the, in the theaters, if I remember correctly. And then, we, you know, we had to get the VHS. So I think, I think you know, by the time we were done watching that, that you know, the, the tape wore off a little mm-hmm. bit. And then, and it, then was VHS. The, it was the first movie of the... The spinoff Disney Toon Studios. Okay. So the one that does oh, a lot yeah, of the direct yeah. to DVD sure. like and stuff. Planes. Blech. Yeah. So that's, that was the first. That was the first mm-hmm. uh, Disney Toon Studio movie, followed by Return to Jafar. Oh, okay. There which you go. was that was direct to video, but sure, they sure. they do a couple. They have a couple of big names in there, but they're not too uh, prevalent. They're, well, yeah, that's where the second they've been doing. Going, well, they've been doing the Pooh movies recently, and those are good. Uh, those are okay. good movies, but okay. yeah, they did Planes. 
and they've done all the Tinkerbell movies, and then mm-hmm. they do all again. They do all the all the spinoff. Pretty movies. much the stuff that's not going to go onto the theaters, but if it tests well enough, it goes. You know, it'll go to the theater. It's funny to look at the wiki article and see everything that because ha- it's all from a different franchise. Yeah. Ah, Goofy movie they did so, too. All right, you want to go with your nine? Yeah, I'll go. Up. I'll start with nine. Um, I got nine on my list here. It's a uh, a recent movie. Most of these are recent, except for Snow White, uh, Wreck It Ralph from 2012 uh i think that this movie may not stay on the list it depends on my mood i'm a big fan of video games if you can't tell i don't think we talk much about video games on this podcast not a ton but i i was big into video games i still do watch or play a lot of them and i do watch uh certain videos like documentary videos on uh video games but I am a big fan of video games, and this movie had a lot of nostalgic awesomeness to it because of uh, the cameos of the characters when Ralph's in the the, the bad guys, not, well, not anonymous, but bad guys meeting, and he's talking with the, the fighting characters and the ghosts from Pac-Man, and, and Dr. Wily's in there. I mean, it's just, it's, it's more than just a story about video games. It's also kind of a story about finding your place and knowing that, knowing that it's okay to, to be something in this world, even if it's not the hero, because you are, you are still a hero to people. So it, it, it is a good story. Uh, again, the voice acting to me was, was very good. They, they capitalized a lot on people's names at the time though. John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman, uh, Jack, what's his name? Jack, Mc... Jack McBriar, Jack McBriar, excuse me. Um, Oh, the female from Glee. Jane Lynch. Uh, Jane Lynch, thank you. Mm-hmm. She's in the Don't movie. Don't worry, too. I got you. Thank you. I've drawn a brain fart there. But they, they capitalized on these really big voices. Uh, Alan Tudyk plays uh, the, the king. He's in a lot of Disney movies. I'm mm-hmm. surprised. I mean, he's a very good voice actor. He plays the king of, of the candy area. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's a really, it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. It's a solid Disney movie. And it's obviously made by top 12 list. But like I said, it, it is subject to change. I just think that, again, animation was great. And it, there's a lot of easter eggs about video games in there there's something about final fantasy there's things about pac-man and and sonic there's just there's a lot of a lot of neat uh, extras that they put in into right. the into the game so it was fun it, to watch and it's, it's also fun the interaction portions of it with um like the the arcade machine mm-hmm. and um and, and the kids trying to play it without wreck it ralph there so they're just kind of waiting for the game to start and there's just it was kind of neat to incorporate having having video games actually be in the real world and not a separate universe. So that's my number nine. Number eight for me is Tangled, um, and for me Tangled is number eight because of the first time that I saw it. I don't know if I told you the story. When I went and saw Tangled for the first time, it was at the the Budget Theater in uh, Market Square over on the West Side. Okay, and uh, we relate to the movie. We relate by eight minutes ish. We missed the opening part of the movie, and that opening part of the movie—did you? Did you have you seen Tangled? No. Okay, so you know the story of Rapunzel, though. Yes. Okay, so in the beginning of the movie, and I wasn't familiar with the Rapunzel story—at least how it's originally told. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, uh, the Disney version gives away what's happening, and in true Disney fashion, they 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 kind of lay it out there for you, so you know exactly who's good, who's bad, and all this other stuff. So you see at the beginning of the movie, you see the Mother Gothel character who's who in the movie is Rapunzel's, for better or worse, is her mother. 
you see her stealing Rapunzel from the king and queen. And this happens in the first, like, five minutes of the movie. I missed that. So I went into this movie not knowing that Mother Gothel was a was was truly the ultimate bad guy oh, in this movie. Okay. It's a completely different movie. Oh wow. I, I implore you to watch Tangled, skip the first chapter of the DVD. Well, it's, it's a completely too late now. different movie. Well, it, it's still a completely different Spoilers. movie though. It's fine. You knew the story of Rapunzel. Yes, I do. But it's a completely different movie. And yeah. I loved that. It was it, it kept me in the dark until the end sure, of the movie. Sure. And I'm thinking, holy shit, she's the bad guy. <laughs> What's going on here? And then when I bought the DVD and watched it this, there's this new scene at the beginning, and I'm thinking, what the hell's this scene doing right, in here? Right. It's giving away the whole movie. Is it an extended scene? Is it a cut scene? What's going on? And it wasn't. I just remember we relate to the movie, so it completely changed what the movie was. And aside from that, aside from that, it is still a great movie with original music by Alan Menken. You have Mandy Moore and Zachary Levy. You've got the reappearance of Brad Garrett uh, in the movie. You know, fresh off of what six years ago doing finding nemo <laughs> yeah. yeah it but it, it's just a refreshing movie and, it, and it's told in a good way uh, the characters are vibrant and they all have good personalities uh rapunzel even though being the princess of the movie is not necessarily the damsel that's in distress she does get out and she does handle her own uh she does kind of she does kind of uh retreat and in, back inward at the end of the movie but Aside from that, I think Tangled is is a, is a great movie, and and it's a, definitely a watch. And I think that Tangled movie is probably the start of the next renaissance. This is what kind of propelled Disney back into into great movies because they tried Princess and the Frog as a two D animated movie, and it wasn't well received, mostly because we live in an era where people I think everything has racial undertones, even if they're not there. But I I'll digress. <laughs> Go see Tangled if you haven't. It's the start of the next renaissance of movies, and you won't be disappointed. Uh, and then number seven, I'm going to... You're moving something now? No, 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 no. I was going to sit on it, but I'm looking at our lists, and we're not going to overlap until the top three. That's okay. So I'm going to go with number seven being The Lion King. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, another movie from the middle of the first renaissance period. Uh the story is 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 a great story, but it's one that I never really related to, and I'm I know you really didn't relate to it either, just in in the sense that it's the loss of a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is also a very fun movie. It has a again a, a superb voice cast with with uh, James Earl Jones and Jeremy Irons and Whoopi Goldberg and Cheech Marion and uh, Nathan Lane and. Broderick? Roman Atkinson. Did you say Broderick? I did not get to Matthew Broderick yet, yeah. who did his own singing, which was cool. Yeah. Um, he and Nathan Lane are huge friends, so of course they were both in the movie together. Uh, I didn't know that. But it's, you know, again, the music was great. Elton John and Tim Rice wrote fantastic music for this movie with, you know, I Just Can't Wait to Be King and and The Circle of Life, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there, of course there's Can You Feel the Love Tonight, which was the big ballad from the movie right. that, that won the awards. Uh, the the but the Jeremy Irons singing "Be Prepared." There's just he actually lost his voice in yes. that movie. Yes, you, um, yeah, you can finish. You can finish that story. No, you can t- you can tell it when you get to it. Um, okay. But uh, that's a spoiler. I'm not have much a little spoiler for that. Yeah. But it's just a really, a really good, again, it's a fun movie. It's it, it tells a good story. It's actually an original story, but that I think it's based off of probably some some old uh, tales 
from from the African Sahara. But it, it is a good... Oh, God, what's the monkey's name? Rafiki. Who did his voice? He's another famous uh, actor. Um, he was on Soap. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I, I think The Lion King is, 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 a, is a very good movie about kind of growing up and, 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 and feeling alone but not having to just rely on yourself because there are other people around you that, that can help you. And, and the, I mean, the message of the movie was Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. You can't just take the easy way out. You will have to come back and face what either what you were destined to face, a la Star Wars, or just, you know, taking ownership for things that you may or may not have done, but just being aware that, that, that you can grow up and be a, you know, you can be a big boy and, and, and lead or, or do something to, to help other people. You don't, you can't just take the, just can't, can't just Akuna Matata everything. You do actually have to, 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 to grow up. And that, that kind of is a good movie because I was growing up with these movies. So that was kind of nice to see. I mean, I was nine at the time, so it didn't really, or eight, it didn't really resonate with me at that time. I just remember playing the Super Nintendo game to death uh, with my sister and we had a great time uh, with that game. It was a good Genesis game. Yeah, that... I yeah I didn't have a Genesis played the Super Nintendo version but I think though I think those games were They're actually pretty sim- similar I think it's unlike the Aladdin games which were completely different yeah. uh, the Lion King game I think was fairly similar so I'm gonna stop with Lion King there at my number seven Brian go ahead and start number nine uh, my number nine and I think this probably should be higher and it took me a while to do you want to move it again for it um no we're gonna be doing that all night okay this is it's just fine to get to it now okay. I suppose I'll get to it higher so. yeah exactly my number nine is the Little Mermaid ah um, exact yeah I I. Again, it was tough for me to enjoy the movie because I was a boy and it was a girl movie and you know that's you know that my my mentality at the time was well I need to watch boy movies and not girl movies and Little Mermaid is Girls stupid. Are stupid exactly exactly they have cooties but the one thing that drew me into the movie was the music mm-hmm. hands down it has to be boy probably my one of my favorite musical uh, uh, Disney movies and there's another movie on here as well that gets on here because of the, of the soundtrack of the soundtrack yes absolutely yeah. no they did that that was again that's the the little mermaid is the start of the first disney renaissance mm-hmm. and you can't... and looking back now yeah it's a great movie now that i have this you know unbiased uh, mm-hmm. mentality where like it's a girl movie because i'm you know i'm no longer young and stupid now i'm just old and stupid mm-hmm. but no it still holds up it's a great movie oh, yeah and and it's God, it's the music. Um, the Under the Sea has to be <laughs> the best Disney song, and if you say otherwise, I, I do will say smash otherwise. this bottle across your you, face. You can smash it across my face. I do say uh, otherwise. No, I, that 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 has to be the best goddamn song ever ever written. Um, but everybody knows Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid Under the Sea loses her voice, has to marry the man who gets her legs, and then and then uh, beats the octopus. I think that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much uh, pretty much uh, rounds it all up. So, uh, my number eight, and this is strictly on here for, again, the music, and also the animation was pretty cool. Ugh, Phil Collins. But it's such a good, <laughs> but it's such a good soundtrack. Yes, it, ooh, yes it is. Careful, careful. You're going to knock us all over. I just, but yeah, so, number, number eight so is animated. Tarzan. I know, it's just, and it's hard for me to like him because of the way they just tease him so much in, in South Park. But I used to be in a band called yeah, Genesis. Yeah, yeah. But Phil Collins, Phil Collins is great. Yeah, and then, and then nothing you look, against Phil Collins. No, no. They just, they don't like him because... Trey and Matt from South Park don't like Phil Collins, and they made fun of him in an episode because they lost the the Academy Award to, to Phil Tarzan. Collins, yeah, 
when they their only nominee that they'll probably mm-hmm. ever get, and they lost to. They might be able to, to get it if they uh, ever uh, adapt. Wouldn't be the, original uh... music. Oh, well, there you go. I don't think it would count. No, they'd have to make a brand new movie. Book of Book of Mormon is what we're talking yeah. about, but they would have to make a brand new movie. Okay, fine, whatever. But Tarzan, love the animation, um, but the music, boy, does that just stick with you? The the the, the Can You Show Me song? I forget how it. Uh, Oh, it goes. I wanna know. Yeah. Can you show oh, me? It's so good. I wanna know. And I'm very, I'm very musical uh, with my movies, so um, it's very difficult for me not to like a movie if it has a great soundtrack or if it has a great, you know, uh, music, musicality. Good score. So, good score. Thank you. So, um, that's why Tarzan's on here. Um, everybody knows. And they pretty much took the story of Tarzan and just kind of yeah. adapted it to what they wanted to do. And it worked. You know, there's a, you know, there's the, the, the boy who was raised by apes and he's now the king of the jungle and mm-hmm. he's Tarzan. And, you know, the, the man, the, the um, like, the, the people who are living who weren't raised in the forest come in and they just kind of, like, bulldoze everything. And they want to, like, you know, make home here and steal all the animals and, you know, do whatever they got to do. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, he has to try and stop them. And it, it's one of those, you know really Jane. really great Jane. yeah Jane yeah really great movies where you know you have this you know fish out of water he was raised on un, you know untraditionally mm-hmm. well now we're going to bring him he's a man he should be doing man things well, he, you know he doesn't belong doing man things he belongs in the jungle you know kind of thing so mm-hmm. it was it was a good story that way but again for, for me it was, it was the music it's always it's always going to be the music again it had another good another good voice cast yes you it know, did you had Minnie driver and glenn close played the the mother for mm-hmm. tarzan oh sure sure um, oh, okay. Wow. It Rosie O'Donnell as one of the the monkey friends. Yep. Uh, Wayne Knight was the elephant. Uh, Nigel Hawthorne played the professor. Of course, you know you need that British guy to play the professor. Of course, who else is going to play it? Um, John so, Cleese could have, but that's a different... yeah, that would be a totally different movie. That's a different... <laughs> so, um, so that's that's my number eight. It's Tarzan. Number seven, um, Lilo and Stitch. And I didn't know what to think of this movie when it first kind of came out. And I don't think I went and saw it in the theaters. But then I saw it either like babysitting somebody or watching niece and, you know, excuse me, not niece and nephews, but younger cousins Mm -hmm. or, you know, what have you, just randomly. It was just on and I watched it and I just, I fell in love with it. I I thought this is one of the coolest movies that Disney has done in a while, you know, from from my point of view, where they, they really... God, I'm trying to think if, if there's, you know, that might have even been an original story. I don't know. I'll let you check that up while I'm talking. But, you know, it's it's this little blue guy, this little blue alien that just gets deposited on Hawaii. And he's just, he was built as, like, the destroyer of worlds, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And he goes to this place where there really aren't large cities. It's a Hawaii, you know. It's Hawaii. A, it's a, it's a, a more of an isolated part of Hawaii where there really isn't a large city. So he kind of doesn't really know what to do. And so all of his programming just kind of gets repressed, you know, and every so often it kind of comes out and that's where you have the comedy where it kind of eats things and, you know, kind of breaks things and tears things apart. But he is adopted by this little girl who doesn't have her mom and dad who's raised by her big sister. And their 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 theme of the family is family. Ohana? Yes. Yeah, it means family. So they just adopt Stitch and that's, this is my pet. You know, I've always wanted one. I'm going to have Stitch now and just kind of takes him in. Mm-hmm. And he falls in love with this girl and Lilo and just everything throughout the rest of the movie to protect her from, you know, the people that want to come, you know, capture him a la E.T. or from, you know, his, his creator to come mm-hmm. and, you know, abduct him back. And they 
you know, the family, the Lilo and her sister go and, and, tr- and save him. And it, it's, it's a great movie. And they made a cool little uh, uh, show about it. You know, that ran for maybe a season or two. Yeah, but, and then it spun off into so many movies, though. Oh, did I, it? Yeah, there was... I didn't know that. There was the series. There was Stitch the movie. There was Lilo and Stitch 2. Stitch has a glitch. There was Leroy <laughs> and Stitch. Oh, my God. It just... For me, I think I got overkill with Lilo and Stitch. I think... I mean, my sister was huge into the movie. And I never really had that much of an attachment to it. And And, again, maybe that's just at the time maybe where i was or who i was at, at mm-hmm. it, it just never appealed to me it's a good movie but it just never oh no it's it's one of it my favorites i could watch that forever me. i just i like when this little tiny creature just goes it's, off and just destroys everything it's I, kind I love of it. it's kind of in that middle area where they oh my god we forgot that movie on the list <laughs> i may actually put that in what movie number 40 oh yeah i never saw it really i heard i heard great things oh I haven't, i've never seen yeah, it we're gonna talk about that one okay um <laughs> But no, Lilo and Stitch was kind of in the middle. I mean, the you could you could make the argument that Tarzan was the last of the Renaissance, and then they did movies like Dinosaur and mm-hmm. Atlantis, Trek mm-hmm. Planet, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch was probably the best in that. Uh, in that grouping, could, could be argued as, mm-hmm. as one of the better ones in there. And then they did like Brother Bear, Home right. on the Range, right. Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, Bolt. You know, we had talked about before. Um, but it, it was an original story. That that was something that they hadn't done a lot of. No, uh, they started to do that, and that's actually when. When they got too clo- too much into those original stories, that that they started to falter because they I don't know they couldn't hire a good screenwriter or what, but they just yeah, they, I don't know what the hell happened. You know, like like Brother Bear was not a good movie. No, and, I, and you wanted not... it to be so good because they had two great characters uh, with Rick Moranis and I forget the other guy, kind of reprising their roles from Strange Brew. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were going to be the two mo- mo- moose mooses bears bears no 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 moose they were the moose characters in the movie oh yeah yeah and i went and saw it specifically for those guys i actually went i think dave thomas yes thank you yes yeah Yeah. rick moranis and dave thomas playing the voice of the of the moose and the movie the two mooses whatever the plural of moose moose is moose god moose hit those mises it still sounds it still sounds wrong but anyway well it's done but what about about mooses moose eye moose eye yeah that's, that's probably it so you really kind of wanted to get into that with, with Dave Thomas and with Rick Moranis because Strange Brew was hilarious, and those two guys are hilarious. And with the sh- clips that they showed on the trailer were hilarious, but they were mm-hmm. only in the movie for like five freaking minutes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what the hell? You know, they, 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 they hype it all up, and you go see the movie, and the best part of the trailer isn't even the damn movie. Mm-hmm. So I was a little disappointed in that. And don't, don't, don't have us saying that these movies are not like great and don't base it off box office receipts because you're going to see that some of these movies have huge box office receipts mm-hmm. they just weren't that good a movie i mean they're disney people will go see disney animated movies because of the name disney exactly. associated with it so yes. we do hold that to a higher standard yes we do um so we're on number seven i'm gonna go to number six yep uh, number six is frozen actually Orion. yes frozen frozen is number six on my list um i think i might have a little bit of overkill on frozen with my kids <laughs> watching it my kids were they're three and two and they they pretty much memorize the whole movie, and they'll act out the movie mm. when they're just playing, just random scenes from the movie. <laughs> uh, it's cute, but again, we I talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. I mean, I, I touched base on it. You had Kristen Bell and Adina Menzel. You've got these really, you've got these really great voice actors. You got a really good story. You've got, um, it's taking it from a Hans Christian Andersen fable the the, the ice yeah, queen but, it's but it has nothing to do with story it. yeah and it's yeah. a unique story because it's not it's it's not the princess is in trouble i mean she she is in trouble but it, it's not a prince who's saving right the she's princess. she's not 
like being held captive and he has to go slay the dragon to go kill her, which it, is, you know, I mean, which is that old formula. The, the, you know, the, the, the big song, let it go, you know, is sung by, by the queen, Queen Elsa. And it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big anthem about being yourself, being a strong, independent woman. Don't worry what other people are going to do. And, and which it's, Ryan it's really so could relate to. I could, I could, <laughs> I just, I cried in the theater when she sang it. It was just so good. And, and it just, you know, Disney goes above and beyond for their animation. They spent, months developing a new engine for snow they bet you know they, they they studied how different types of snow and different temperatures and, and amounts do different things and they take their movies very seriously and just the tech behind building the ice castle and and doing the snowballs and the and the, the snowmen and it just it's a really good movie uh for me it's only at number six because to me it is a great movie, and uh, this list is subject to change, but objectively right now, I'm just so burnt out of it. And <laughs> and, and if I were to watch it in its entirety right now, I probably would turn it off. I, I wouldn't be able to finish it, essentially. I, I would turn it off. And, and you can think that with my kids. I mean, I love them to death, but they, they did kill what used to be in my top four all-time movies and put it to six. <laughs> uh, number damn, damn kids. Yeah. Uh, number five is going to be Mulan. You don't want to put the other one in there that you no? no. Okay. Mulan is number five. All right. Uh, which I don't think Brian has on his list. No, I've never seen the whole thing. I love Mulan. I love the Chinese story. Again, this is another movie that's about a strong, independent woman. You know, at breaking the mold for for Disney movies again. You know, Mulan. It's based off the old Chinese proverb of uh, Fa Mulan, and how she sneaks into the army to 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 honor her father, who can't, who's too old to go to war. You know, Disney obviously makes this huge Disney leap, and she's the savior of China, and the prince loves her, and all this stuff. Uh, this movie was weird because they got people to do the 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 voice for for the speaking. And then they also got a voice to do the singing. So, uh, so the person doing the the male, uh, the male person, uh, Captain Li Sheng, uh, was B.D. Wong, who I'm, you you know you'd know who he is from from movies that he's done. Uh, but the person who did his singing voice was Donny Osmond. Mm. Oh, huh. Big name. Huh. Good song. Let's get down to business. Yeah. Love that song. That's probably in my top four of all time Disney songs. And then uh, Ming-Na Wen did the Mulan voice. And, you know, she's she was born in uh, in the southern uh, Asian islands. Uh, her singing voice was done by Leah Salonga, who is the speaking and singing voice for Princess Jasmine. So they kind of, again, kind of stayed in-house, got some got some good singing voices for these. And she is of, of Asian descent, so it's not like they grabbed somebody who, you know, who is not going to... They didn't just grab a random voice and say, hey, you sing it. So they did try to stay true to who the character was. And they've always been pretty good at honoring and respecting that um, culturally. But Mulan, just for me, is a great story. The Eddie Murphy doing Mushu is, is hilarious. This was before he did Donkey. So he had already had his good animation role as a sidekick animal. Mm. And I think he does much better in this movie than he does in the Shrek movies. But just the overall story for me, that's one that I can watch on repeat. Uh and not really get sick of because it is it is a very it's a very good movie. Brian's watching stuff. Sorry, Zoolander two stuff. Oh, the the 
the the, the dance off that they did at the no the walk off oh, that the, the, they did yeah, at, at the, the Mulan fashion yeah. show. The yeah, M- the, the, the the video that got posted of the sh- of the uh, phone that he stole. Nice, <laughs> I just jacked it out of that guy's hand. I wonder if that was planted. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know, but it's funny. I love it. it. You called it the Mulan Fashion Show. It was yeah. the Mulan Fashion Show. Mulan's a place. <laughs> Did I call it Mulan? <laughs> you said the Mulan Fashion Show. I love it. That's, That's all funny. right. When you when you try to spell correct Mulan on on any item, it says Milan. So, yeah. but yeah, Mulan, good movie. Uh, in my top five obviously but it is a repeatable movie for me um four and a half uh we this isn't gonna make the list i'm just gonna touch base on it real quick it should have been on my list and this would actually take off pocahontas off my list and it would move everything around emperor's new groove i completely forgot that it was a disney movie that was actually in Mm -hmm. theaters uh love the movie to death uh it is such a refreshing brand kind of movie in the middle of the 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 downfall of, of disney that again spawned a tv show but but they got such a good story and such good voice actors to, to do this role. You had David Spade and John Goodman and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Joe Swanson's yeah. voice actor. Um, Warburton. Yeah, Patrick Warburton. Got it. And it just, the story is great. If you know the Emperor, it, this is very loosely off the Emperor's new clothes. Not even that close. But he, uh, Emperor self-centered, all this kind of stuff. Uh is trying to get overthrown, so they're trying to kill him. But instead of giving him poison, they give him uh, a, a, talk, uh, a, a a potion that turns him into a llama. And so it's his kind of quest of uh, of becoming not so self centered as an emperor and, and getting help. And I just it's such a funny movie, and and the di- the dialogue and the banter and the just the the stuff that the 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 dialogue that Patrick Warburton has is just spot on for this movie. It it. You know, this was coming right off of, you know, being in Family Guy. So he already had some voice work under his belt. But, you know, his voice is so recognizable. And I think I think uh, Eartha Kitt did one of the voices in it. Um, Wendy Malick, I know, did a voice in it. You know, she was coming off of uh, Just Shoot Me. You know, it, you know, it just, it's such a good movie. It spawned a sequel, Kronk's New Groove, which is actually, they got the whole original voice cast, which is very hard to oh, do yeah, that's very for a Disney rare. movie. They got the whole original voice cast. It spawned a TV show, The Emperor's New School, which was terrible because they all go back to high school. Mm-hmm. Whatever that was for, I don't know. But it is definitely in, in my list of best Disney movies. And, and I would not have put it on there. I would have put it on there had I remembered it was in theaters and not just a direct-to-DVD movie. Um, but I'm going to stop there. Go ahead. Start with number... Uh, You've got, oh, I've got, I've got, I've got number four still, Little Mermaid. Um, we already touched base on it because you had it at number nine. Yes. I have Little Mermaid at four. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, music, amazing. Uh, the, the, the drawing's fantastic. Uh, I implore you to watch these movies on Blu-ray releases because Disney does a good job and touches these babies. Oh, okay. Looks fantastic. The coloring is, is great. Um, they, they edit out some of the scenes that were, that were, risky if you remember you've seen pictures of the the, the priest popping a boner yes that it's not in the movie anymore they clean that up oh that's good um the the songs kiss the girl uh under the sea under the sea best song uh, ever part of your world i love this movie um the soundtrack for this movie again is on my never-ending playlist of disney uh so- songs the broadway version of little mermaid actually trumps the disney version oh really for, for how good it is and again broadway you get you're getting these professional singers and right. stuff to do these songs but it just it sounds fan 
fantastic. And this movie is uh, this is one that I did watch, and 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 it, when I was a child, and because I had a sister, an older sister, she mm-hmm. liked the movie, so I would watch it, and I loved it. And you know, you learn about all the 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 urban legends of the movie with the the the, the priest penis and the 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 other the penis the phallic towers on the DVD cover, yeah, and all that stuff. And it, it's kind of fun to to look into those, but it just in itself, the movie is definitely rewatchable, definitely a gorgeous movie. The songs and 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 everything in it is just really cool. I just wish, you know, it the 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 damsel's a little but there's a little bit too much in distress at the at the end. Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, but she actually is the one who ends up saving Eric. So that's yeah. But cool. then the dude just rams the boat into the giant octopus. That was into awesome. Ursula. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty sweet. That was pretty. It's pretty graphic too. For yeah. For, and that's cleaned uh, up in the DVD yeah. in the Blu-ray release too. It's not. Oh, sad. I don't. I mean, it's still graphic, but it's not as bad. It's, okay. It's, okay. It just it looks it looks fine. You, sure. You wouldn't notice it if you weren't looking side by side. So. Okay. Okay. So number four, Little Mermaid. Go ahead. Seven uh, six five four. My six is Wreck It Ralph, which we already kind of talked about, but I'm just going to say that it was so cool, and I was it was it got so hyped, and I was very excited about it with my friends and my internet buddies. That you know, oh, how many different you know um, video game characters can you spot from the trailer? Mm-hmm. And you know, you just kind of go through and spot. Oh, it's this guy. Oh, it's that guy. You know. Oh, st- you know, Street Fighter, Sonic the Hedgehog. There's, there's Mario. You know, they, and they had the noises and everything when they when he was going through the Lost and Found or something like that, and the bags and all the different I, uh, um, Gizmos, gadgets, icons mm-hmm. from other games were in that bag, and then they made the noises too. So it was it was so cool to see from being such a long time uh, a gamer that they had, you know, stayed very true to, and then also incorporated as many. Uh, video game characters that they could get their hands out and just threw them in the movie and it wasn't just for the sake of doing it they needed a population for you know this world that they had no wonder i like drink it so much and put them you know and just kind of put everybody in there you know sometimes they talk sometimes they didn't sometimes it was just in passing you know and it worked for me it wasn't just hey let's just have sub-zero in there because he's Mm sub-zero you know the the director of wreck it ralph who also wrote the movie rich moore yes directed good handful of simpsons episodes yes yes from the good seasons yes Telltale yeah i read that i read that too night. wow and yeah. drama episodes he did the pilot mm-hmm. clone of my own wow yeah 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 he's good so um that's that's number my uh, number six what, what a little oh. tidbit on wreck it ralph uh that i'm remembering now um they did some really good viral marketing for that movie they released oh yeah like, like a standard one or arcade, two arcade, game, arcade cabinets yeah that were broken yeah. Uh, they, they worked for a little bit and then they put the sign on it that said it was broken and needing to be fixed and it was really cool and I wish that they would have I because when I saw the viral marketing for it I thought it was actually based off of a real original arcade game I'm like, I've never heard of Wreck-It Ralph before let sure. me go see if I can find this game right couldn't find it anywhere <laughs> they had an online version that they made so you could play it online like a like a like a like a me sure. like a mime like a, fl- a flash game a mame um, and then they released it on phones uh, and, and stuff, of course. But I really wanted to find the original arcade version. I was adamant on finding it, and because I'd never heard of it before, and, and you know, I couldn't find it anywhere online. So I just kind of chalked it up to it being so rare that nobody had ever heard of it. And then I read into it. And, oh, it's viral marketing. <laughs> it's great for the game. Yeah. So yeah, they had that at yeah. Disney World. I think they actually have an arcade that works at Disney World or Disneyland. They oh, have cool. an actual standing arcade. That's so. cool. Um, yeah. Then my number five is The Lion King. Uh, I watched this movie to death, and this is another one that's on here for the music. Yeah, for for the music. Just can't wait to be king. Was oh my god, I would sing that in the car. Jonathan Taylor Thomas (laughs) all the time. Oh yeah, it was. We actually didn't sing. He had no, no, that was somebody else. He had a he had a singing double. 
So, um, number four is Frozen, which Ryan already talked about. Um, that was another one. That's Th- pretty this, high for you. I'll say this. Yes, it is. And, 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 yeah, but I just the music's catchy, and again, it's. I guess I can say it's an original story because yes, it's based off of a short story by Hans Christian Andersen that nobody ever heard of. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't like they. Took, it's completely you know, different because she's she's not a happy queen. Right. She's a, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a very evil queen. So they put their own little spin on it. So that's kind of what they base it off of, and fine, whatever. So that's that's my interpretation of an original story, mm-hmm. I guess. You know that that it's nothing true to the original, and nobody even heard of the original before the movie came out. No. So one that you have, you know, and and the and the animation was great, and and the music, and I, I think it's might be a little too high, but for for the sake, it's obviously up here, you know, because we ran out of time to to move everything around. But it surprised me mm-hmm. uh, about how good it was. Like everybody was just crapping their pants about how good Frozen was when it came out. Frozen this and Frozen that. It was everywhere, internet, you know, news. Everybody's talking about it. I'm like, okay, well. I guess I have to sit down and watch this damn thing. So we watched it, and I'm like, huh, I thought I wasn't going to like it at all. And I loved it. I think it's a great movie. I've probably seen it, you know, th- probably three or four times. You mm-hmm. know, so, and it, you know, it's only however many years old, and I have other things to do, but, two, you know, two years Not old. Not even two years old. It, yeah. came out, it came out in 2013 yeah. of, like, November. Yeah, it's a it's a great movie, mm-hmm. you know? So so that's why, you know, that's why it's on here. I, I think it's because it was more so surprising than anything how, how good it was. So that's that's my four. All right, we're gonna do number three, two, and one kind of together. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Almost. Yeah, I'm gonna talk. Uh, this is gonna be in no particular order except for the number one, which we'll do together. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Beauty and the Beast first. Um, I have that as number two. Um, the reason I have Beauty and the Beast as number two is because I think it is probably clearly the second. I think it's the best technical movie that Disney has done, animation wise. I think overall that movie is is the pinnacle, the top of disney's 2d animation they did not get any better after this movie i think the the coloring that they used the scenery the 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 animation the actual animation the ballroom always yes kind of the ballroom was surprising the ballroom was a 2d 3d and it was very well done because a lot of 2d 3d looks Looks crappy yeah we talked about that last week with some of the movies but that that just that whole movie the color palette was all over the place but it, it set up the frames and it set up the picture so nicely and the music oh my god the music for me is 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 really good again they 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 have really good original music uh the gaston song is is still one of my favorite songs of all time uh it's a it's a perfectly good drinking song because they're sitting there they're just <laughs> drinking ale and getting yeah. shit-faced crazy and and eating raw eggs yes four <laughs> dozen eggs because he's roughly the size of a barge um it just it tells a good story again it's it's an, it's based off of a fairy tale story but they just they told it so well it it, it just it resonates with me this this movie uh, the the music uh, again the animation it it really is the pinnacle of for me it's the pinnacle of 2D animation and it's not number 1 mostly because i just because it's the pinnacle doesn't mean that there isn't one that equals it but this was the only Disney movie to be nominated for uh, Best Animated Picture uh, in the last 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't win, and pretty much Beauty and the Beast is the reason, or one of the reasons why they have the animated category now in the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Because it's not fair that there's so many good animated movies out that don't get recognized by the Academy. Right. So this one actually was nominated for Best Picture. Because the Academy never huge. knows what to do with them. So. 
That's my number two. I'm going to skip number three because I'll talk about it with Brian's number two. So if you want to go ahead and do number three. So my number three is Hercules. Hercules. Yeah, Hercules. No, Hercules. 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 Heracles. Um, I, I thought this movie was so cool when it came out. This is, uh, And I love the whole Greek mythology. Uh, and maybe it's because it came around at the time I was studying it in middle school. Kind of had that unit on, on Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I know all of these characters. And, they, you know, the, and it's, again, it's, it's the... the I had to, you know, tip the hat to the voice uh, um, acting that they mm-hmm. that they were able to to collect uh, uh, for this for this particular movie, okay. where they have everybody's voice kind of fits well with whatever kind of um, god that they're trying to portray. Oh yeah, you know? James Woods is James Woods as Hades. That's and, just amazing. Yeah, exactly. And Paul Sh- Paul what Paul Schaefer was um, like the messenger god or the music god or something like that. So it was. It oh, was Hermes. He was the, the Hermes, messenger. Thank guy. you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. It was just really funny, the, how they had it, and it's you know they they try to kind of take their voice actors and give their the the on screen characters a little bit of their you know uh, characterization a little bit of you know the, the way they're drawing, but you know the Paul Schaefer one's the one that stood out to me the most. It looked just like him, but then you know Hades. I mean, and, and James Woods. Danny DeVito was so good. <laughs> yeah. Phil. Yeah, and then but but Bobcat Goldflat was in there. Yeah, he was uh, Panic or something. Painter Panic the, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of those guys. So uh, it was such a great movie for me to to kind of watch, and I know it wasn't as true to. Um, you know the oh, Greek God, mythology no. as it, it, it was, it was and that's, again, but exactly, it's... exactly. But I love the the songs and what Michael Bolton sang. Yeah, some to go of the distance. Yeah, go the, the distance. The ballad. Yeah, which and, and again that was another great song, mm-hmm. and that you know that was the song from the movie. It kind of stood out, and I, I loved you know how you know Hercules was portrayed you know as the baby and him and Pegasus, and then you know growing up mm-hmm. and kind of finding his way and. and to, to go back among the gods and then he's able to do so, but then he chooses to stay back. And I love that part of the story. I think that's so cool. This is so, another movie that, or another movie that spawned a TV show. Yes, it did. Hercules young Hercules. I think they got, called. they got, it was called Hercules, the animated series, but oh, okay. it, it was Excuse still me. the younger Hercules, but right. they got most of the original voice cast to come back and do it. And Will Ferrell had a cameo in it. Oh, look at that. This Fantastic. Was... So, so that's my number three. Um, not too much to talk about, but we can go on and talk number two, which is also Ryan's number three. Yes, and that's why I wanted to kind of hold this off because mm-hmm. our this is the everything kind of matches up. It's the only part after the, this point. So this one I'm surprised is so high because it is so new, yeah. and I didn't expect it to be this good. I went in with no expectations, mm-hmm. and I ended up loving the movie from from front to back. Yeah. I, there was nothing wrong with this movie, in in the sense that uh, that I would that I walked out and I said, well, I don't get this or I don't understand that or hey, this was a glaring issue that i had with the movie big hero six mm-hmm. we talked about it last week a little bit when i bought it um i watched it again this weekend probably twice um i absolutely love the movie i it, it, you know it's it's such a loose interpretation of the original the big book. hero six yeah. comic book they really just took the character names mm-hmm. and ran with it and and this was one that the the director of the movie had been wanting to do for a while and and if he was going to direct a movie and write a movie he wanted to do this one and so he got the blessing and of course, now that Marvel's under Disney's helm, yeah, they can do whatever the hell they want. He can do it. Uh, Marvel knows how to do comic books. Disney knows how to do animated movies. Right. So while Disney, you know, did the whole movie, Marvel kind of helped flesh out some of the characters. But it's it's just you know I don't have really much of a again I don't really relate to the story so much as I lost both my parents and I'm growing up with my aunt and then I lose my my brother. But you don't have to have those things happen to feel for these characters. They do such a good job with the emotion that that you have to portray it, and 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 you get emotional 
you know, in scenes of the movie. You get emotional at the beginning when, you know, Takashi dies. You get emotional when the video playback from from uh, Baymax is showing because he's saying Takashi is here. God, and, and yeah, just that, showing that, that and was it's just so good. It just it, it, it was a roller coaster, and mm-hmm. I, and you don't get that with a lot of Disney movies until like right at the very end, or something happens right in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking Bambi off the top of my head, or at the very end with I don't know Little Mermaid when everybody died, you know, or mm-hmm. or in the beginning with Lion King. Yeah, you know, so you had this this moment which you know happens a lot in Disney movies, but this one got me twice three times uh as far as deaths because at the first i was like okay so they're not really gonna show it but his parents are dead he's living with his aunt mm-hmm. oh his brother just died okay so that's gonna be the big reveal oh no and then this guy's daughter's dead yeah which we find out later that she's not yeah but but you're just thinking like oh man there's so much just death and betrayal and i think that's why i like it so much because that's kind of how comic books work mm-hmm. and so it was a great way to kind of adapt you know the big hero six comic and throw it up on the big screen disney-fied but it still worked yeah. very well and I love Baymax. Mm-hmm. I, I want more Baymax. And I'm so glad. I mean, I knew. And, and then they lost Baymax at the end. And I'm like, oh, my God. So they're not going to get him back either. And I thought that, that was, that's what was going to happen because the whole movie was like that. Yeah. And then it's great that he's unpacking the Baymax armor that he yep. got back with it. And then he it. found the disc. He found the disc with all the, the programming that he had put in it. So right. he, could, he could, in theory, remake Baymax, Baymax if he wanted, which he right. did. And yeah. it's great because it leaves off if you want to do a sequel, which. They're I'm, going to have to. They might. Um. But it ends so perfectly, and it's one of the few movies that doesn't ever introduce the movie till the end. If you remember, it just plays straight through. And you're then at right. the end, it says you're Big right. Hero 6, and that's it. Yeah. It doesn't introduce it. They just go right into the yeah, movie. You're right. So that's a really neat way of doing it, because that is kind of mm-hmm. like a comic book. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you know, you've got the cover page that shows you yeah. the title, but they don't show you anything else in the rest of the of the, of the movie. They don't call themselves the Big Hero 6. They don't do any of that. It's no, There's no yeah. exposition about it. Sure. It, well, it, I think at the end, the news calls them. Well, oh wait, they, maybe he doesn't. No, yeah, what are they, and then it's like, what do they call themselves? And then it's Big Girl Six. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah, but it you know it's just six six kids, six yeah. college kids and a teenager. Incredibly or, smart well, college. Four kids. college kids, a, yeah. a teenager who's incredibly smart, and then Baymax. And you thought it, you know, and then the, the cool with the villain twist. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was so fantastic, and I'm like, oh man, oh it's totally gonna be that guy. But I'm like, but that's okay because it's kind of formulaic, but it works, mm-hmm. you know. But then twist. What a twist! Yeah, what a twist! So I thought that I thought that was the only. Great. I guess the only omission that movie is the fact that those that the nanobot wasn't reacting at all during maybe the guy's creation of the of the of the mask because right. he would have had to put it on to test some of this. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. maybe I, you know again I that's we're just led to believe that he just put it on for the first time, which is fine. He was mass sure. producing these forever, but exactly. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a it's a great story, um, great comic adaptation, um, and we're gonna go number one. I'm not even gonna recap our lists. Nope. Um, We've, yeah, we we've, we've covered them a lot. Uh, our number one movie, both of us, which yeah. is surprising because we didn't even argue about this, was no. uh, is Aladdin. Yeah, the 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 ultimate boys movie of Disney. Yeah, from from that era. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, because this is coming off of movies like Little Mermaid, Beauty and, and the Beast, and the Beast Pocahontas. You know, but Pocahontas was, uh, but it's still in that genre. It's still yeah. in that area. But you know, we're coming off. You know, they had just gotten through a whole string of movies in the you know eighties mm-hmm. and nineties, and they had mm-hmm. Oliver and Company and Rescuers. I mean, mm-hmm. these these aren't movies geared towards boys now they're, they're geared towards kids yes but but there's not it's not like the boys movie mm. and, and here comes aladdin mm-hmm. which which was a complete change of, of pace from the other movies that they've done like beauty and the beast and little Mermaid, where it's a princess is the focal point of the movie it's the prince who's the focal point or not even the prince the street rat right. the common guy 
is is the focal point and it's his quest to to yes impress a princess but to also kind of change his and it's destiny. voiced by scott winger from full house it, it is <laughs> it's what's his name steve steve from yes full house steve from full finally house. we get to talk about full house on this podcast but he doesn't even do the singing voice he just does the talking <laughs> voice but yeah i mean he it's such a such a, a kids a guy a, a guy such a boy's movie but it tells such a good story of, of, a, of a street rat growing up and, and sort of changing his stars, you know, showing that he can overcome the odds. Changing he doesn't his need stripes. No, he's changing his stars, his future. Oh, that way. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Cause you're not supposed to be able to change your destiny, but you know, he's, he was the diamond in the rough. Right. He, he, you know, he had the genie's wishes, but it, the genie's wishes weren't what saved him in the end. It was his instinct. It was his heart. That saved him. He even saved the genie in the end. He let him free, which was something that he had promised to do. You know, it. You know, th- there were the the standard Disney constructs. The princess has to marry a prince by the eighteenth birthday. Right, right. And and the Jafar character who wants to take over the, the 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 world. I mean, he. It's a pretty simple motive. He doesn't want to kill anybody. He doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to rule the kingdom. Right. So he's going to do whatever he can. You know, through telepathy. And if that through, you know through kills tele- people, telepathy yeah. or whatever. If right. You, you know, he's going to, to rewrite the law or change something to, to get his way. You know, you've got Gilbert Gottfried as, as, the, as Yago. You've got Robin Williams as the genie. You know, you've, had, you've got these big names mm-hmm. doing the movie. And, and the, the, the video game was fantastic. And video games the, were the music, fantastic. Oh, my God. The music. The Alan Menken music. The this, is one of the few, this is one of the few movies that I actually watched the VHS uh, uh, releases of. Um, not the, but like like two and three the sequels. Oh, Return of the Jafar had still had Robin Williams as the voice. No, Return of the Jafar did. No, or was it the third one? Then? It was the third one. The the second one, and then the animated series was Dan Castellaneta. Okay, and then the third one, Robin Williams came back because Disney. You know, he was so <laughs> money. Well, no, not because money. He well, maybe I don't know, but the story is that he got so upset with uh, Disney for promoting the hell out of the genie. And he's like, yeah, I'll do the genie, but you, you can't promote just the genie. You got to yeah. promote, you know, the whole story, you know, kind of thing. So he got upset uh, it was, uh, with with like that. I, yeah. I, you know, was is what I like to believe. So yeah, I, I know. Yeah, originally. Yeah, but he, then he came back for the third one, and everything was happy and again. Scott did all three of the Aladdin voices, which you don't, and the you TV don't ever series and the video games. You don't ever get that because he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, but he was in Full House for like four seasons. Yeah, but he was a he was a central part to DJ's character. They end up being character. Do they? No, they don't. You sure? Yes. I thought they did. No. Okay. Nobody gets married in that damn show except for Aunt Becky, Redonaldson, Cochran, Katsopoulos. Cochran? Uh, Jesse's first name. Uh, Uncle Jesse's la- first last name was Cochran, and then they retconned it, and then they called him Katsopoulos. That's so after, weird. After, I think it was a season one, season two change. That's so weird. It, it is weird, and I only know that because of the Full House Revisited blog. So go check that out for all of you Full House people. It's a fantastic blog about how may, awful maybe, that show is. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start a podcast about Full House, the Fuller House. Oh, I don't have time for that. It's an awful. It's such an awful show. Yeah. But maybe we could. Get, I mean, we're just gonna be ripping apart the whole fucking show because it's a terrible, stupid show. Like we loved it as kids, and then you go did back. We, did you, we love it as kids? Oh my god, I watched that show all the time. Like oh, Full House. I look at Full House. Runs, and runs. then you go back, and you like this show is crap. This show is utter garbage. Between all of the inconsistencies of the Full House, and then you go to the acting of the Full House, and just the awfulness that is Full House, and everything always wraps up in a nice little package. And they played the music, so it was just it's just bad show. But anyway, back to Aladdin. Um, 
I, I don't have enough nice things to say about Aladdin. This is one of those ones where we'd always take with us, me and my brothers, we'd go on trips. We'd bring the TV in the car and take out the, the seats in the minivan and just kind of lay down and watch the movies, you know, and this was the one that we would always bring with us because it was the, it, like Ryan said, it was the boys Disney movie. Mm-hmm. So, it was, and the music was so great. I, I was playing saxophone at the time when the movie came out. So we, I got the score book to play on my saxophone. So yeah, it was really cool. Saxophone. Saxophone. Yeah. It, the, the video games were great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I played Super Nintendo one. Brian played uh, the, the Genesis. Genesis one. Genesis one was way better than the Super Nintendo oh, one. Oh, so but, good! But just doing the carpet, the magic carpet ride oh, yeah, scene yeah, was just yeah. fantastic. Going through the, going through the fire. Yeah. Um, I wish it, it's supposed to be coming out on Blu-ray soon. They keep postponing it because they keep making changes to it because of all the 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 uh, the, 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 the the unrest in the Middle East. They changed the lyrics of the song and the opening because it's, oh. no, it's no longer where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. They cut, oh. they retconned that, and they changed it to something about the heat being intense or something. Sure. Oh, man. Oh, and Robin... Did Robin Williams originally sing the opening? No, he didn't do no. Okay, opening. okay. Um, but they, they, they changed the words in that. They're, they're trying to change some of the other slang terms that are in the, in the movie. Oh, boy. But it was supposed to be out on Blu-ray three years ago and it keeps every time i check it keeps saying this year this year they did a they did a generic blu-ray release in europe a couple years ago but they didn't do the the diamond treatment to it so it wasn't touched up or anything Mm -hmm. so holding out holding out it's gonna be this year or next year come on middle east get your shit together i mean i've got a copy of the dvd version but it's been it's worn i've watched it so much it's worn (laughs) so all right so that's uh, that's our list no recap yay disney we got a, we got a couple of things we have to talk about before we uh, full, before we close the full show. house spoiler oh, okay i was wrong steve and dj don't get married yeah, but i told you the series finale steve takes dj to prom and they kiss that's the series finale yeah how boring you know what that's the last episode that's what it says that's dumb that's a dumb last episode you know what i don't think that's how the episode ends but it's in the last episode sure sure so they probably could have gotten married in my in my full house yeah, yeah. fanfic, there you go. <laughs> they're getting married. Well, everybody that yeah, everybody gets married into everybody the, that's Mary full Kate house. and Ashley Olsen marry themselves. <laughs> Gross. Stephanie didn't have a boyfriend. Uh no, because she was too ugly. She could have married Kimmy. <laughs> there you go. All right, so, so we're gonna talk a little bit about what happened over I think what the weekend Monday or the weekend. It was the weekend. Was the Sam weekend. Simon passing. Sam Simon passed uh, eighty three. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. I don't want. Oh, Spock. Spock yeah. was 83. Uh, he Leonard also Nimoy. passed away last week. Yeah, it didn't ago. have as big of a hit to me as Simon Simon did, the co-creator of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, he was worked on seasons one through four, and he worked on bringing it, The Simpsons over from the Tracy Ullman show to Fox Television, and he helped with a lot of character design and, and development mm-hmm. through those first four seasons. So he really uh, um, deserves all, no, not all, most all the credit, but all of the credit with the other two, James yeah. L. Brooks, Matt Groening, and Sam Simon were the ones that developed it for television. So and he's still credited to today on, yes. on the episode. Yeah. So he, he as well he should mm-hmm. because those are his characters that are still going strong twenty plus I think years still, later. But I think he's still credited as like executive producer sometimes. He may. I'm not sure. Um. But yeah, he he was the forerunner uh, of the show, the cre- you know co-creator, mm-hmm. you know, huge part of the first four seasons. Uh, kind of left on bad terms, but you know, without him, there, you know, without him working with Matt Groening and you know, James L. Brooks, there is yeah. no twenty-six episode seasons of Simpsons. No, there isn't. And I mean, he he's kind of the he's kind of the Aaron Sorkin of Simpsons because Aaron Sorkin left after four seasons because uh, of West Wing. Yeah, yeah, because he he left after four seasons <laughs> like of West left, Wing. Yeah, because left from the uh, Simpsons. Or? He left because he didn't like the way that NBC was going creatively. 
Right. So he just left his his child. He left it, and 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 you know, West Wing, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, only went another uh, four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, is a good show, but you know, Simpsons is still going strong now. You know, twenty two seasons after he left. Right. But yeah, Sam Sy- uh, Sam Simon, his last episode that he would have been included on in in full is Krusty gets canceled which is the season four finale Mm -hmm. it's our vault pick of the week go ahead and watch it on simpsons world or youtube or in any other means dvd rent it um but watch that episode it's a great episode we watched it before we started uh, the podcast (laughs) it's the the gabble episode right uh it's just it's a funny it's hilarious episode the itching scratcher replacement that always gets me the the gabbo yeah no no yeah. the itching scratcher replacement the russian oh the russian gotcha gotcha yeah <laughs> what my, the hell my, was that <laughs> my favorite and it it didn't it really wasn't my favorite until i rewatched the episode just before we did the podcast is when the we bart and homer are watching television oh, the and beginning the, the gabbo 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 comes on the screen and then it just goes right to their faces bart and goes. and the with the big giant wide eyes and the dumbfounded look on their faces that that animation kills me every time mm-hmm. and then homer's delivery and then bart, bart goes what was that and homer's like i don't know it's like it's like some guy's name some guy named gabbo and then that's it they have no idea what to make of it absolutely none and just the look on their faces they have no idea what they just witnessed and then just kind of sets up the whole episode mm-hmm. from there it's just so fantastic so yeah go ahead and watch that episode in honor of sam simon passing away and being you know the creator of such a huge part of both of our mm-hmm. uh childhood and, and our lives basically my, yeah. my life i didn't watch it as a child but i you know brian conned me into it in college and you have I, to man it's well i watched it in high school a little bit but you you threw it on me so you have good. to yeah <laughs> so uh that's gonna do it for this week uh next week we're gonna, we're gonna get away we're, from animation yeah, let's not do animation nothing next animated next week um we'll we'll uh, we'll think of something brand new and fresh to do fresh to death pop and fresh Hoppin' Fresh? No, because he was kind of animated. Damn it. You're right. He's computer animated. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, that's all right. So, we'll do we'll do something. We'll figure it out. Uh, we always do. Um, and sometimes and, we don't. Sometimes we don't. We just, we'll wing it. So, but that'll do it for this week. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. Take it easy. This has been another episode of Sweet 12 from Brian Bourne and Ryan Goebel. The preceding podcast was written and produced by Brian Bourne and Ryan Goebel. Intro and outro music provided by Lost in a Name. All of the copyrights to the respective authors. You can find us on Twitter at Sweet12 and on Facebook at Sweet12 Podcast. Download this and previous episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening.